dude, boy band, the height of the boy band craze was my sophomore, junior, and senior years in high school. And oh then my gosh. My that freshman like year my in college. Third grade year. That's- Kindergarten graduation year right there. <laughs> JJ, that's got to hurt a little hey, bit. We've, we've never been shy in this podcast about the fact that I'm the old man of the group. Welcome to the What's Already Podcast, where we fashion ourselves cinematic judge and jury. My name is JJ Crowder. I'm here with my co-hosts, Matt and Heiner. Better read than dead. Alec Burgess. Let's get it. And Casey Ridge. Sorry for the swears. We appreciate your help going on the podcast. Go ahead and hit that follow or subscribe button. Tell a friend about us. Go check out our website, whatsoverdict.com, where you can listen to all of our episodes, sign up for our newsletter, get exclusive content and updates. And as always, we appreciate if you go to Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Podchaser, or spotify and leave us a five-star review that's the best way to help us grow the podcast we appreciate that the question we always ask is if you ever find yourself wondering if you should spend the time money or both on a movie each week we help with that question sorry each week we put a movie on trial discuss facts pass judgment and let you know our verdict today we're reviewing turning red it was released march 11th 2022 it was written by domi shi and julia cho which was directed by domi shi stars rosalie chang sandra oh ava morse Mitrai Ramakrishnan, and I'm sure I screwed that up, so I apologize. High End Park, Orion Lee, and Wai Ching Ho. A 13-year-old girl named Mei Lin turns into a giant red panda whenever she gets too excited. If you haven't seen this movie and you want to avoid spoilers, now's the time to pause the podcast, go watch this movie, come back, pick up where you left off, because we're about to spoil the shit out of this thing. Yeah, so let's dive into Turning Red. Very interesting movie. Where do we even start? I don't know. The only thing that I really have anything to talk about, like, is at the end. Like, <laughs> I was so confused by most of this movie and feel very underqualified to speak about anything that's going on early on in this movie. Casey, what were your I thoughts d- as a female? Um, I'm pretty sure we got done watching it. And the first thing out of my mouth was I could sum up this entire movie with a 30 minute TED talk. <laughs> That already exists, by the way. <laughs> That's fair. Which is, which TED Talk? So there's a TED Talk that is, girls are raised to be, raised to be perfect, boys are raised to be brave. Hmm. And in that TED Talk, like, so I'm watching this movie and I, I wanted to like it more than I did based on the preview. I thought it would be more fun than it was. But I'm watching this movie and I'm like, okay, yeah, I get it. And I see where they're going and I see what they're trying to do. But I was distracted by a lot of like the body proportions were wrong and off and weird. And I am all for like body positivity, have lots of different shapes and sizes, but you have a teeny tiny girl with like really big legs. And I I guess I got distracted by some of the animation, but you really are like, as a girl, you really are taught to be perfect. You're taught to do what you're told. And you're not really like, there is this whole level of self-discovery that you go through. And you really don't want to hurt anybody's feelings and you don't want to disappoint anybody. And so there really is like inner turmoil. And at least for me growing up as a, as a little girl trying to find who you are and trying to be able to have permission to be who you are versus who you're raised to be or who your parents want you to be. I mean, it was really deep and I could see how I took it, you know, based on the relationships that I've had and whatever else I had this whole internal monologue with myself about, yeah, like, I had those same feelings. I was able to identify with little girl and what she was going through and the mom and what, what she was going through. And you don't know how to deal with your emotions as a little kid. And you're trying to figure it out. 
but I don't think this movie, I think that was what they were trying to do and trying to get across. Cause eventually she does find herself, but I don't think they did it justice. Like I, I love that you have this female focused story of finding yourself in this story of self-discovery, but if you're going to do it and it's kind of the first one of its kind, then do it justice and tell the story without some of the added bullshit. Cause at the end of like, the day, it just got muddled. Massive giant panda. <laughs> yeah. And then the mom who's some fucking angry ass, crazy <laughs> panda, 17 <laughs> times larger than everybody else. Don't get me wrong. When I get mad and especially in my younger years, when I got, when I got mad, right. It was just a sea of red and I was a bitch. Like, mega cunt and i'm sorry there's not a different word for it i was i would go for your jugular i was the mom and even to this day i don't know if any of you grew up with sisters but i have four sisters and we're okay to mess with each other but my god if somebody messes somebody outside of us messes with one or the other we will go for your jugular and we will fucking maul you to death (laughs) so i just wanted to ask because when i saw this movie with the whole panda thing it just it felt a little odd to me because i was like well are we trying to get rid of their panda and the side of them like that, that's not acceptable anymore and once they i don't know they hit puberty or this transformation that we can't have that anymore they have to be perfect and cross their t's and dot their eyes and it's just weird because as a male is like well is that what i was supposed to take away from this i just i wasn't sure what my the lasting impact of this was supposed to be for me because i you're right case i couldn't see them doing a movie like this for boys, they would just celebrate like they did something ridiculous and it kind of worked out and therefore they're heroes. And so it's just weird with this whole panda thing. I wasn't sure what I was supposed to walk away from once I got off my couch. Yeah, like Goonies, same movie for boys, but much more entertaining. But basically the same principle, right? That's boys growing up. Peter Pan, right? I mean, you could choose some Disney movies. Fair, very fair. But like, you really are to give some perspective when you're when you're growing up. And I have a certain perspective. So I was raised in a state where I was not part of the majority. You don't want to make a spectacle. You don't want to embarrass your parents. You know, you don't know how much of a voice. And in this state, a lot of girls are not taught to be strong-willed and stubborn and opinionated. And just me looking at my peers, right? That's just not what was done. So you really are taught, you know, you need to be perfect. Your expectations are this. And when your parents tell you, you need to go to college because it's what you do, but you know, in your heart of hearts, it, it really isn't for you. It takes a long time to say, I don't want to be a disappointment, right? That's the end of the fear, right? That's my, that's my biggest fear and has always been. I don't want to disappoint people. I don't want to disappoint my, my family or, you know, my loved ones. So I'll do whatever I can. And I, and I'll hide parts of myself to be able to make sure that I'm not disappointing or embarrassing in any way. And part of that is it's just how you were raised. Yeah. No, I, and being a member of that faith currently being a Mormon, I uh, definitely can speak to that, that it is a, uh, it's a difficult life out there, but especially for women being raised in the church and something that I've, I've become much more mindful of the older that I've gotten, just even thinking about my own family now, kind of perfect the standards are. And I can only even it being that much more difficult being a girl going through that. But the other thing I wanted to pull, 
was I have uh, some of my best friends where I grew up, which is west of Washington, D.C., Virginia, were Asian American, either of Korean descent or Chinese descent. And I saw firsthand, I mean, I was in their homes all the time. And that's where this movie really hit home for me from that perspective is I grew up with some very strict standards being Mormon. Um, so I can really relate there, but they, from an academic standpoint, and that's, they're, they're on a whole nother level. Like there was unforeseen expectations in my family, but theirs were very seen, like very vocal. They had the, I mean, she played the violin. I think in this movie, if I remember correctly, my friend, did. They were expected to be good at every subject. They were expected to go to the best college, all these things. that, And it, they were vocal about it around me. And I was like, wow, like that's pressure. And my friends handled it well, but I really saw that from those families that they, they were either first or second generation immigrants and they expected their kids to carry that legacy on it and do better than they did. There was a lot of pressure there in this movie. I did feel that in this movie. They did a good job in my opinion in transferring that. And I don't think you see that enough. I mean, okay, so I am like a fan of trashy reality TV. <laughs> I can binge that shit. I love it. I shouldn't, but it's my guilty pleasure. I mean, I have a lot of them. But even in those, like you'll see these, as you're saying that there was one episode, right? I don't have any firsthand knowledge, but there was one episode where there was a guy participating in competition reality show. And he said like, as the first son, so he's Asian. And as the first son, he, it was his responsibility to go to college, to get the good job, to be able to take care of the rest of his family. And it's talking parents, grandparents, siblings. Oh yeah. And it was never, they never had a choice. It wasn't I can do whatever I want to do. Right. And I think a lot of us have the luxury and I agree. I think they did a really good job making you feel that, that pressure. With the mom stalking and like behind the, the tree at school. <laughs> that part was funny. I don't know. When I was watching this, I kind of took away that Disney has lost a step. Um, like a yeah. major step. If you go back to the early two thousands, they had plenty of movies that kind of taught similar or, you know, even uncomfortable lessons within, and they were still great movies. You have like Lilo and Stitch dealing with loss. You have Atlantis Lost Empire dealing with looting, uh, you know, artifacts from ancient civilizations. And then in the last, you know, 15 years, they've just dropped off on what they're turning out. And this movie to me simply checked a box. It checked a box on the list of movies they have to put out. And they didn't put any more effort into it other than checking that box. And when I was watching, I was like, wow, this, this is lame. Like they had so much potential with this film and they ruined it because they didn't put the effort in. Yep. hundred percent agree. If you're, don't just dip your toe. Like if you're going to have a voice and Disney has done some, some really great, like look at Tangled, for example, right here, you have this girl who <laughs> you have this pussy ass boy who won't do shit. And then you have a girl that beats people up and like gets into, gets relationships with these burly old guys and hits people with frying pans and she's got balls. But if you're going to be, you're going to make a movie about, there's so many big topics out there that if you're going to challenge it, don't just like dip your toe in the water, fucking jump in, like have the balls and you're fucking Disney. You have a huge platform. You would think that they would have some sort of social obligation to say, if we're going to tell the story, we're going to do it right. I think they get lost in trying to like do too much sometimes. Like, and what I mean by that is like, we were watching it and there were so many attempts at humor in this movie that some of it worked for me because I'm a child 
And so like the little friend <laughs> that was, that always yelled like one or two words and that's all she said. That oh, shit, she was awesome. That shit cracked <laughs> me up her. so bad. I yeah, her. Casey couldn't stand it, but I was dying. Like every time she, cause I was like, you're talking like the aggressive friend, right? JJ. Yeah, there was always 100. Yeah. It made there, her turn into a panda just so she could have a hug. Yeah. That, yeah, Abby, like when she would just start, like she would just randomly yell like two words in the middle of the conversation. That was her contribution. Like I loved it because I was like, okay, I do that. But it was like <laughs> the rest of the humor for me was it missed on so many levels or and only because it's not like it wasn't funny. There were some funny parts of this movie, but I felt like it really distracted from what they were trying to do. And I think the fact that you have this girl that's turning into a red panda randomly and or every time she gets pissed or excited or happy or she's using it to make money is comedic enough in and of itself that you didn't have to push the extra levels of humor for me to enjoy that. I think I would have enjoyed it more if I wasn't in a moment thinking about the serious topics that they're trying to cover. And then all of a sudden this random bit of really not great humor was in was forced in and I'm like weird and I don't know maybe I'm just so out of touch with teenagers this day these days that I that that is humor and that's what they find funny and I miss it but that for me was the the big struggle but I also think from and just to get this out there with this movie I was thinking about it near the end of it going from a child's perspective and I, I again I don't have kids I don't I have nieces and nephews but nobody was around it was just a couple of adults watching this shit the other day but last day. But I think from a perspective of little kids, I think it would have been entertaining and funny, but they're also not there to grasp the bigger social aspects of what's going on either. Well, and if you take it back, if I was a little kid watching this, if I was a little girl, like what lessons are you teaching me? So now all of a sudden I've watched I try to tell my mom about a problem. She glosses over it. She doesn't really pay attention. She automatically assumes that I'm going through my period. So she throws a whole bunch of really fucking embarrassing shit at me. (laughs) And if you're a mother, don't teach your daughters about pads because they're not going to use them. (laughs) Fucking that's what you get. And you get 17 different boxes of the wrong, my opinion, the wrong feminine hygiene product because God damn it, they're going to get made fun of. I know yeah, you're no men. Yeah. It, it makes you it, it makes you sound like you're wearing a diaper. Oh. So there you go. So as a little kid watching it, what's the lesson that you're gonna take away? Is if I have a problem and I go to my mom with it, she's not gonna do anything. So it, as a teenager, sure, it it probably depicts it, but as a little kid, I think Disney is teaching little kids to fear conversations and not be able to communicate versus you know, things are okay. And at the end, sure, they talked, but that's not what the majority of the movie was. I think part of what Disney can get in trouble with now is this movie to me wasn't made for like the littlest of kids, like you're, you're four to seven, four to eight. And that's actually something I've read a lot of Facebook or Instagram comments on this. There's definitely some mommies out there that are, are not happy, but even my own my own sister-in-law, her, she has a, a 10-year-old daughter, but then like a six-year-old son. And she's totally great with her 10 year old daughter watching it, but her six year old son, as she watches, she's like, I just don't think he's going to understand some of what is trying to be taught here. And it just felt like there was very mixed messaging as Casey just kind of brought up. And I think part of that's on Disney because the way that this movie was marketed, in my opinion, 
it just looked like a, a kid's movie that I would expect Disney to pop out. And the mm-hmm. audience, as we saw this to me, is like preteen, early teen. And Disney could have done a job like scoping it that way. And I think it would have helped a lot of people to understand what direction this movie is trying to take and would have saved them a lot of the backlash that they've been getting for moms that started to watch and had their kids there that were too young for this. They're like, whoa, I'm not ready to have these conversations and I don't, I don't need this to happen yet. And I think Disney kind of put their own foot in the mouth and, and screwed themselves in a sense. Can I ask a question? Sure. Um, are Tamagotchis still a fucking thing? I mean, that was a thing in like the 80s and 90s, but... This little girl carried around a fucking Tamagotchi. I haven't seen. Wasn't this in two thousand three? I don't yeah, know. It was two thousand two. Yeah, it was in, it was in oh, 2003, were they still cool I, in two thousand three. Two thousand three. For me, I remember like when I was at school, people still I, they were kind of on their way out in a sense, but they were still popular. Still Maybe in Canada, they were more. But I remember them. Um, when it's like I was Pogs, right? Throw Pogs in it. Like let's do some really outdated. <laughs> yeah, like Pogs. Shit that nobody <laughs> understands. Yeah, I had I had a good grip of Pogs when I was in high school. Then the cool slammers. Oh, I had some bitching yeah. slammers. Yeah, I forgot. And that, that's another problem that I had. So I'm glad that it came up in a way was not the Tamagotchi per se, but the fact that I didn't know it was 2002. Did they say something that at the beginning or it was just at the end, right? Like or it, that was, random- it, was, it was more at the end when they, and I remember telling Taylor, I was like, why didn't they just tell us at the beginning? And this would have cleared up a lot of the confusion. Yeah. And why did it need to be set in 2002? I guess that was my other to make sure that the boy band thing made sense. I <laughs> I mean, maybe I, that's the only I just think, like, how hard is it to put a 2002 blurb? Up I, would, there I will point? say that we I clicked on the produce. They had like a 45 minute thing on turning red behind the scenes. My what was it? My nephew clicked on it. We watched it for like nine minutes and I think the producers they were all all female and everything which is very cool but they wanted to go back to more of their time period and tell their story through that lens which is fine but again like JJ said like just give us some context mm-hmm. yeah like I thought we were in modern day until she's hopping around on a roof and was like something about 2002 and I'm like wait what how did we get to 2002 <laughs> and why didn't I know this like it makes a difference on how I perceive. I didn't think 13 year olds girls lost it over boy bands because I didn't think there were any real boy bands anymore <laughs> at this point. I think 13 year old little girls will always lose it over boy bands. Sure. And I suppose I should say that I just don't think there's any out there right now. It's mostly like, hey, what's hey, the artist? Aren't Backstreet Boys back? I mean, they were in concert, right? Yeah, but we're Backstreet but Boys the, ever what's really What's the K-pop here? group that <laughs> their song is called Butter? They're very popular. Well, and even That's in the fair. even in the what 2010ish, wasn't that Bieber? Wasn't that when Bieber Fever Fever came out? I mean, out? like you could oh, say One know. Direction in a sense is yeah. boy band. Yeah. They're the most recent as well. They're yeah. they're very Isn't popular. Isn't there some like Korean boy band? Yeah, like yeah, it's the one that right their, now. their most popular song is Butter. I don't know what their their name's called, but either. they're very very popular. There's also a boy band that like the, the like name that. is just a bunch of letters, right? Mm, I don't know. Maybe. I just <laughs> don't keep up with it enough. See, that's my yeah, ignorance showing. I'm not showing. a boy band fan, so I have no idea. I haven't liked a boy band since like 1998, so. <laughs> Whatever. You're totally a closeted 98 Degrees fan. <laughs> oh, I had all their CDs when I was in like eighth grade. <laughs> Casey, tell us all JJ's secrets. 
I don't right. actually know if he knows who 98 Degrees. They were just like the least popular of the boy bands that I they could were, think of. Of course I knew who 98 Degrees was. Dude, boy band, the height of the boy band craze was my sophomore, junior, and senior years in high school. And oh then my gosh. My that freshman like year my in college. Third grade year. Yes. Kindergarten graduation year right there. <laughs> JJ, that's got to hurt a little hey, bit. We've... We've never been shy in this podcast about the fact that I'm the old man of the group. Um, I'm up there. I was going to say father figure. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I was going to say, yeah, I'm a- with Casey on, I'm not minimum 10 years older than everyone else in the room. Nope. So. <laughs> and hey, I, I liked the Backstreet Boys back in the day. Hey, I won't. I'm the, I, I, I didn't have get no into secrets. NSYNC until JT got on his own, though. I liked sync, but I mean, it was Britney Spears for me. Not going to lie. Of course it was. Oh, yeah. See, I was a Christina Aguilera fan. Me and too. Then, yeah. Oh, but she was awesome too, though. I forgot yeah, about that. Yeah, she was that. pretty awesome. And then I liked, I did like sync after their first album. Their first album was so cookie cutter boy band shit that it was like eating too much candy. I was like, Jesus, this sucks. But their second album, that No Strings Attached, I think was the name of it. That was a pretty mm-hmm. fun album. It's not great music, but who makes great music these days? Like music oh, yeah. hasn't been good since the eighties. <laughs> Fuck. Hey, no nineties, <laughs> early two thousands alternative has some fantastic shit in there. Yeah. So that was, it was funny to watch. Cause like I said, when I was in high school, that was all the fuck the boy bands were everything. Like all yeah, that was, like I said, I think if they told me it was 2002, I'd be like, okay, that makes a lot of sense. Cause that's the way it did was. That, did that kid that threw the party, did he have the bandaid on his face the whole time? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> was, that a, was that a reference to Nelly? I, it had to have been, which would have been the right time. 2002, yeah. that would have yeah. been Nelly fever, man. So, I, yeah, I really Taylor, think. Taylor she's like, what's on his face? I was like, I'm pretty sure they're paying like some homage to Nelly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think that's what it was. And again, that was another one that when it they said 2002 from then on, I'm like, oh, I get it. Like, <laughs> I get the Band-Aid. That was a thing. So many missed things that I didn't get until late in the movie because I didn't know it was taking place in the early 2000s. Well, one of the comments that I, I was just reading a lot in preparation for this, I saw a lot of moms call it. There was a point when they were talking. I can't remember who said it, but they were talking about that boy band in the movie. And then Four Town, Four Town. Yeah, but four I think town. there was five members, if I remember correctly. So they're like, why is it Four Town? Which made me laugh. Um, <laughs> but someone said like, oh, that's just like stripper music or whatever. And it was little comments like that, that if this is geared towards kids or late kids or whatever, I was just surprised. A lot of moms as I was reading were very like annoyed that a comment like that would make it into a Disney movie and just wanted to see if you guys caught that or if you have any opinions to that. I, don't I didn't that catch, one on parents. I didn't catch stripper music. I thought she said it was like. I remember the stripper. St- yeah, the mom said that's stripper music. Yeah, I do remember that line. I don't know. Like, I feel like that's just being overly sensitive. If you've watched Disney sure. movies over the last twenty years, that's the least of my concerns. Is a parent <laughs> calling music something that it's not based on their history with music, like that doesn't surprise me, and it wouldn't offend me at all. Because I'm like, I think about like. I go back to, I think I've mentioned it on this podcast before. One of my favorite animated movies is Robots. And the funniest <laughs> oh, yeah, son of a bitch, when they go walking by the bathrooms and the men's is a power cord 
the end of a power cord and the females as an outlet. Like I fucking lost my shit. And like those are the those moments, there's so many other dirty moments that are way worse than a mom freaking out and calling music stripper music. I mean, my mom used to call my music devil music when I listened to heavy metal when I was in high school. So stripper music, that shit's mild compared to what my parents used to say to me about my music. <laughs> well, and Disney has a reputation for that shit too. Like mm -hmm. you look back at, do you remember when like this big news story came out and it was the priest or something in Little Mermaid that got a boner or <laughs> in Aladdin, there was that whisper in the background that said, take off your clothes. Mm -hmm. I mean, Disney has had sexual innuendo for yep. as long as Disney's been around. So if your issue is that they said the word stripper, then maybe you need to, you know, if, I don't know. Well, maybe you need to look at your priority. Why. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cause I'm sorry. What's wrong with stripping? If that's what you want to do with your life. Uh, hey, I'm all for it. I don't care. I know that that's probably not a parent's first dream, but don't project your shit on your kid. <laughs> don't fuck up your kid. I was going to say one of the problems I had with this movie was kind of the way they, they spun that be true to yourself idea, because the problem is, is that, and Disney's guilty of this all across the board is that they paint this picture and society has helped that if you be yourself, you know, it's all sunshine and rainbows. The problem is with being yourself is that it sucks. It's like hard. you will get beat up, you get kicked, you get, you know, just absolutely curb stomped in the pavement. And then when you get to the other side of the shit, that's when, you know, you're able to deal with it. The problems don't go away, but you're strong enough to deal with them because you've passed through the fire. And I think this is one of the reasons why we have such high depression rates, such high suicide rates among young teens and adults is that they aren't being taught that. What they're being taught is be true to yourself but they're leaving out the fact that if you are true to yourself, your life is going to be shit until you are strong enough until to, you know, weather the storm and they should be teaching, Hey, I'm in your corner for this tough time that you're going through instead of, Oh, you know what? Just everybody will accept you because the world will not accept you unless you are in agreement with the world. And so yeah. when I was watching this, like, full of clicks. Oh. yeah, mm -hmm. high school never ends. No, no. And if you're a little weirdo, like if you are being true to yourself and you're a little weirdo, like school is not a fun fucking time. If you're not a football player, if you're not part of the in crowd, if you're part of the, the wacky ones, no, that shit haunts you forever. Uh, it's interesting you bring that up because I'm in my sister's house and one of my oldest nephews, he's going through like a pretty tough transition time right now. He's in, what is he, in eighth grade and some of the friends he had before, like you can see things are separating on what they like and dislike and really personalities coming through. And he's having, it's been hard to watch because a lot of these kids are in the neighborhood that are right here and I can see them being mean to him sometime. And he's, he's not as confrontational. He's just a nice kid, has some different thoughts and feelings in some of them. And you can see him just getting beat up right now. He's getting to the point where like he's, it's starting to like wearing him depression wise. And the, all we can really do is I just hang out with him and love him. Cause there's not much more, nothing's wrong with him. He's a great kid. Like he's just, he's trying to find, as you said, find his place in the world. But I know he's having such a hard time with it. And it just, it hurts me because there's, again, there's no perfect pill. It's just it's something you got to get through. And all, all people like me can do is just be there to say, let's go do some fun. Let's, let's do that. And then in time he'll figure it out. He'll become confident in and of itself, but it's hard to watch, but I appreciate you bringing that up. Cause I think that's a lot of what this movie is trying to portray, but 
didn't really have a, a lasting impact in my opinion. Yeah. Like Casey said, they stuck their toe in the water instead of diving in head first. Well, and conformity is a problem, right? We're, we're trying to teach kid to be an individual. We're trying to teach you that it's okay to be yourself, that if you're in D and D nerd, right. <laughs> as a girl, you have permission to be a weirdo or you have, and you don't need somebody's permission, but so I have a nephew who's a little weirdo and I, and I say that term, it's an endearment. I adore him. I think it's fantastic. He just doesn't give a single solitary fuck. He is who he is and it's just, he's out there and it's, he's just him. He doesn't try to conform. He doesn't really give a shit about what most people think. He has a couple of friends that he gets along with and that's all he needs. And it's so refreshing to see a kid that gets it, a kid, right? A, a teenager that just gets it and He's not going to have to struggle the way that other people struggled, but he's not the norm, right? That That's not the case. Most kids go to school, they get made fun of. I remember growing up, my mom has told a story about how she took my sister to the doctor and the doctor said, school will fix that problem because she's going to get made fun of. So she'll self-fix because the kids are going to be mean to her. And so it's going to make her fix whatever's wrong. And I don't remember, it wasn't any big deal, but it's true. You go to school, you get made fun of and you try to conform because you don't want to get made fun of. You don't want your feelings hurt all the time. You don't want to feel like things are bad. But at the same time, I had a best friend in high school that killed herself. And it was before suicide in kids or teens became a really big thing. So I kind of have the background view of there was pressure. There was, there were things going on. There was pressure from family there. She did not fit in. She got made fun of. And so I think it's a good point to have where it was a huge opportunity that I think they missed. Yeah. Well, and one more thing that I was thinking about and while we were talking, I Googled cause it sounds like there's been a lot of controversy with this movie and I'm kind of surprised by it, to be honest with you. I thought it would, everybody would be just like, Oh, it's boring or it's a great little cute kid show. But yeah, there's people freaking out about like the period talk and the relationship things like where they're back and forth with like, and I'm like, Guys, and look, I'm not a parent, so take this with a grain of salt. I am an uncle to a handful of kids, and I've had some conversations that I'm sure that their parents wouldn't love. But I don't understand the fear of having a conversation with your child. Like, so they see on TV or this movie that talk about a period or talk about sexuality or a relationship and flirting with different people or even the part where this, you know, these kids are like one kid's kind of like her perpetual bully until they become best friends, which happens so often is ridiculous, but like stop being so damn scared of telling your kids. And I, I look, there's an age where certain things you don't want to have full on conversations. I'm not telling you to have a talk about intercourse with your nine year old child, but not because I think that it's going to damage them. It's because they're not going to understand it. Right. You have to wait until there's a level of understanding and trust me, 13-year-old kids, they understand it, especially nowadays, even worse than in 2002. And if you think they don't understand it, you're fucking up in the night and you're going to end up with a very young grandchild. Just be prepared because, look, it's not, stop being afraid of having these conversations with your kids. As a kid, when I was younger, yes, it was embarrassing. Like, I didn't want my dad to talk to me about sex. But you know what? I'm glad that he did because I understood things better. And so stop being afraid of it. And if you're offended by this movie, it's because in my honest opinion, and it is my opinion, you're afraid to have that conversation with your kid. 
And if they're too young, tell them, you don't need to worry about that right now. We'll talk about it in two, three years or whatever, when it makes more sense or ask questions. Well, what do you already know about it? Have you ever heard of that before? Don't be afraid to have a conversation like they're little adults because they're going to be at one point. Stop treating kids just like they're ignorant little kids and don't deserve to know things. Treat them like they can and and they're going to grow up better. They're going to be able to actually be little weirdos and be more confident in that fact because they feel like they have knowledge. At least that's my opinion. And what do I know? Put your goddamn phone down. (laughs) That's fair. You know what I mean? Like have it just ask your kid how their day was and then actually fucking listen and don't listen to respond. Listen to what they say. And if you're doing that, then you're able to help them self-discover and build this place where it's okay to talk. And it's not, even if there's pressures, you can help them understand it, but you'll be able to help them develop those critical thinking skills and, and be able to come to terms with, it's okay if not everybody likes you, right? It's okay. This is why people sometimes are mean, but that's what makes us better humans. It's, it's what makes us a better contributing member of society there are so many topics that are no longer taught in school and I'll get on my high horse about sex ed. I'm sorry. They took sex ed out of school. And if you're a parent and you don't feel comfortable having that conversation about sex and you're thinking that they're going to learn it somewhere else, I'm sorry. They're fucking not. They're going to learn it from watching a porno. And then you're going to be surprised about having a 13 year old teenage mom. It is your responsibility as a parent to educate your, your child and to make sure that your child feels loved and supported. And I had a huge problem with this movie because here you have this kid who she gets off of school. She doesn't think she can have any fun. She rushes home and you, you can see there's some anxiety there. She rushes home and then works at her family business. And then it's dinner time and it's like, oh, well, your dad got dinner ready. And then she gets poked and prodded and told what to do. I didn't hear the mom ask, hey, how was your day? How are your friends? right? You have raised your daughter to be perfect. And then you blame all the friends for everything. And the daughter doesn't think she can tell you that she thinks differently. So on one hand, we're telling you, yeah, be yourself, find out who you are. It's okay. And on the other hand, it's well, but your parents are going to be fucking assholes. Kids are going to be assholes. You know, your friends sometimes are going to be assholes. You're not going to be able to deal with it. What the fuck are you doing then? It's true. I like that you brought up the phones, Casey, because so I work for a family entertainment center, essentially an indoor fun park. And until recently, I was actually in the park working. And I cannot tell you how many parents drop their kids off, like, and then just mentally check out. Like, they're still in the building, but they are on their phone and it's break time for the parents. And it's, it's crazy because we'll have parents multiple times in their visit, same parents come up and say, I can't find my daughter. I can't find my son. Jesus. And we're sitting there. We, we know who the kid is because we've already found him six times. We're like, they're right behind you. Did you did you even look? Like, they're, they're right there. They're the one that's trying to climb out of the toddler area that you stuck <laughs> them in while you went to go on Instagram. Uh, wow. And so it's a huge problem with, with the parents that, you know, are just putting off their parental responsibilities because it's too hard or it's uncomfortable or I don't really want to. So we have this generation, essentially, of parents that don't want to be parents, but they have kids. But they, they just want the fun aspects of parenting, which is the, you know, kind of the familial hierarchy of, oh, yes, I have kids, which means you have grandkids. So I'm your favorite child. Um, and so, yeah, it's just it's just awful because it's, it's not getting any better. and It's progressively getting worse. 
Mm-hmm. It's like puppies. People get puppies because puppies are cute and happy and smiley and they're really fun, but they don't want the dog. And so when it comes time to the dog, you know, you don't want the dog. Great. You'll just drop it off at the shelter and you have no concept in your mind about what that does to that animal or what the cleanup looks like after the fact. You have a kid who you're on your phone the whole time. You're not really ignoring them. They're not really feeling, even if you're there, if you're not present, right? If you're not intentional with your actions, that child is not going to feel like you give a shit just because you were there, right? I mean, I have a sister who does a phenomenal job with her daughter and she, (laughs) they do fun things all the time and she really is present with her and they, you know, they, they talk about her day and they have this amazing relationship and it's really cool to see that. You don't see it very often, right? It it really is like, I'm going to do my own thing. I'm going to be on social media. I'm going to play this sit down with your kids, do their homework, get to know them, get to know them as individuals and don't put your shit on them. It's not that fucking hard, but you can't not do those things and then wait for them to be a certain age and think one, they're going to respect me Two, They're going to do what I say, or they're going to do the right thing because how do they know what the right thing is for them? Yeah. It's interesting. Fucking social media. (laughs) This movie's brought in some interesting topics for sure. Let's go ahead and rate it. I think we're to that point. We've talked a lot about it. Yeah. I'll kick us off. Casey, great points. I'm, yeah. I'm glad that you were part of this. Yeah. Oh, yeah. For sure. Very glad. There was, I wouldn't even know how to start the conversation if you hadn't been here. <laughs> uh, this one's an interesting for me because I didn't really love the movie for the most part. But it is interesting because I do think just sitting here talking about it, it, it really can trigger some interesting conversations. And especially to the point that we've just been talking about, I think quit whining about what it triggers you having to talk to your kids about and talk to your kids about it. So from that perspective, I think they did a good job, but it's wrapped in a really mundane movie to me. But I always try to revert back to how I would think about it if I was a kid. And I think, you know, the cute red panda, first of all, red pandas are adorable, even though they're not technically even remotely close to being related to pandas. They're more raccoons than pandas. But very cute, very fun. So, And I enjoyed it. And there were some funny moments. Abby was hilarious, just shouting random shit as like the two-word stuff. So there were fun parts. And from a cartoon perspective, I think it could have been way worse. We've reviewed way worse on this podcast, I think, animated films. But for me, it's just, I think it was a little bit below average, but I think it can trigger some really interesting conversations from that perspective. So I'm going to give this movie a two. I won't watch it again. Even if my nieces or my nephew wanted to watch something, there's way better things that, you know, can be triggered to watch. So, yeah, I'm going to give it a two. Won't watch it again. Casey. Um, I would never watch it again. <laughs> I think it made me more mad. And I think I think the interesting conversations that can come from it are only going to come from it if people are self-aware enough or accountable enough to say, Yep, I'm doing that. I need to fix it, which I don't necessarily think is the case. But I think they did such an injustice to some of the topics that we've talked about. And I think it's almost, you know, it's kind of like that one step forward to take two steps back kind of things for me. I just wish Disney would grow some balls. And if you're going to tackle a, a hard topic, then tackle it, right? And do it to where people take away the things you want that are helpful and not necessarily potentially harmful for kids in real life, future relationships. So is it the worst movie we've seen? No. I mean, I, it's nowhere near as bad as tender bar, but it's close. I would give it a 0.5. There you go. I'm Matson. 
Yeah, I mean, I don't think there's, it's funny, there's so much to talk about from this movie, but I don't think a lot to talk about with this movie. It's, it's just, it's a movie, it's a kid's movie. I think it's more enjoyable with the more people you watch it with. You got more kids around it. I mean, movies are always better with friends. So, I, I mean, I think for me, I'm going to give it a, a 1.5. Like, visually, it's okay. The story is okay. I mean, everything is kind of okay. It's not anything close to the best thing Disney's put out. Uh, Disney or Pixar in combination, not close to an animated movie I'd ever watch again. Uh, honestly, an animated totem pole, this is pretty low for me, but it gives you things you can talk about if you're willing to talk about them, as Casey says. So Disney, I'm hoping for something better moving forward, a movie that endears me more to the characters and such. And I think that's what it comes back to. This is more just kind of a one-off thing than something that I'd ever be excited to see something develop from. Fair enough. Alec, bring us home. All right. This movie was shit. Um, (laughs) I'm a huge Disney fan. I worked for the company. I'm a huge Disney trivia nerd. And Disney just dropped the ball. And I'm going to say that I think Disney is suffering from the same problem we discussed parents are suffering from, which Hmm. is they don't want to have the conversation. They don't want to be here. They have an incredible revenue stream. They know they're going to make money off this movie. So they're just tossing it out there half-assed. Okay, now you guys can talk about it, right? They're passing the buck. Complacency. Yeah. And so, I mean, I'm never going to watch this movie again. Never, ever. Not even as background noise. There's better <laughs> movies for background noise. So I'm going to give it a 1.5 as well. Um, just a horrible movie. Nowhere near what Disney should be able to put out on a regular basis. Fair enough. I think that's something that streamers have done to these streaming platforms. I think it's made it too easy to put out crap because what's the worst that's going to happen? It doesn't get watched to the theater, but it's people watch it because they're bored at home and it's available. So, but that's a discussion for another day. You know Mm. what this movie was before we end? Mm. It's the poor man's, what's the one with the anger and sadness and inside out. Inside out. Yeah. Yeah. This is the poor man's inside out. Sorry, I will, really poor man, really poor man. Yeah. <laughs> I will say though, the, as a final note, it is getting a lot of praise from like the Chinese American community because of the depiction of that. So Mattson bringing that up is a great point. I think a lot of people feel that's pretty accurate in this movie, but it's too bad it's muddled with the rest of it. All right. So with that, Mattson, tell everybody where they can find us. Yeah, after this uh, so-so review, but stimulating conversation common folk if you are looking to continue to listen to us you can find us on what's verdict.com to see what's upcoming next check us out on social media and um, instagram and facebook most especially and our website drop a comment you may find yourself being a new host like alex so you never know what the future holds it's fair all right thanks Matson. yeah speaking of check out what we're watching doing next week next week we'll be reviewing the lost city we'll see how that goes see they're gonna be shit or surprisingly entertaining, but we'll see. So yeah, check that out next week. With that, as always, we appreciate you tuning in. We appreciate Casey joining us. We'll catch you on the next one. Bye-bye now. Yeah, cinematic out. Woo-hoo. <laughs>